Hello and welcome to the Good Business Podcast on dbnn.news. I'm your host, Drew Hendry, and in this episode, we're looking at Speyside Distillers. Speyside Distillery is a small hand-built artisan distillery nestled in the foothills of the beautiful Cairngorm Mountains, still distilling in the time-honoured traditions and widely acknowledged to be the prettiest of all Scotland's distilleries. Originally a barley mill in Croft, dating back to the 1700s, after its closure in 1965, it's been subject to long-term and sensitive restoration and has been converted into a single malt distillery which started producing spirit in 1990. Quality, tradition, community and family are the components for business success, according to John Harvey McDonough. Indeed, his business is driven by family history, as in 2012, he realised his grandfather's dream of returning to distilling when his company Harvey's bought Speyside Distillers with his Taiwanese colleagues. I asked them how important family values are to him and to the business. I think it's I think it's integral to uh, to the success. My, my grandfather was a was a whiskey trader, um, and he always said to me that if I was interested in whiskey, and I always was, <laughs> uh, that I should learn about brand marketing, yeah. and I should discover the Far East. Uh, he was in the he was in the army uh, as well as being a whiskey trader, mm-hmm. and fought in the the Forgotten War, supposedly the the Burmese War. Um, so he always thought that the Far East was the future, whether it was with the, the Japanese or the or the Chinese. So I work with, uh, with, with IDV, with, with Diageo now, uh, and I learned about brand marketing in, in the Far East. Um, they were brand marketing experts, really. Um, but the core of our business is, is the ethics that my grandfather fed into myself and, and my father and my sister. So the, the family element of it is, is, is absolutely critical, and we, we stick to those family ethics and, and family drives. Um, and that resonates, I think, throughout the, mm. the Spear family now, mm. uh, the, the bigger family, which is all the, the people that work with us and, and help us. The Harvey family have long established roots in the whisky trade, stretching back to 1770, when John and Robert Harvey founded and operated distilleries in Glasgow. In the 1800s, the families established a distillery on Islay which was eventually run by William Harvey until hit by a fire, closely followed by William's death in 1936. I asked John about how much that Harvey family intergenerational drive for quality played a part in where Speyside is now. It plays a lot. Um, so the, the Harvey's family, going back to 1770, built Yorker Distillery and, and Dunnes Hill Distillery in Glasgow, both of which have gone, but in 1881 built Brookladish in Ireland, which is flourishing now under the ownership of, uh, of, of Perno. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my grandfather's wish, because my grandfather uh, worked as a, as a whiskey trader, his wish was that we could get back into distilling. Uh, so I'm pleased that we've been able to fulfill his wish with uh, the, the Speyside distillery. Um, and it just, it, it's, it's honing the, the, the family ethics again and, mm-hmm. uh, and the desire of the family to, to produce really high quality single malt whiskey. Many historical figures are linked with the drink and the family. Lord Byron was a keen patron of Spey whiskey and the distillery now produces a gin that bears his name. Another episode in the Harvey family's whiskey heritage could itself be described as highly colourful. In the US Prohibition era, Alec Harvey spotted an opportunity for his high quality product in America. 
Exporting from the north of England, he developed a lucrative trade in Chicago and New York, with notorious clients such as the Queen of the Speakeasies, Belle Livingston, Manhattan Cotton Club owner and leading underworld figure, Oni the Killer Madden, and other infamous figures such as Al Capone and George Remus. Spay soon became the illegal secret that could not be talked of, only discovered. In time, the distillery itself also became Lag and Moor for the TV series Monarch of the Glen, popular for its depiction of the fictional community around it. But in the real community, Speyside is investing heavily in the local area. For example, setting up The Snug, a high-end retail and tasting experience in nearby Avi Moor. I asked John how that was going. It's going pretty well. Uh, yeah. Uh, we're very grateful to, to yourself for opening it as well, Drew. It's been very successful from yeah. from day one, and, mm. and what we wanted to do was to embrace the local community and, and to make sure the local community was aware that uh, an international success story, which is a spare brand, was was on the doorstep. Mm. Uh, the distillery is uh, has been really quite quite private. It still is quite private, uh, but we wanted to embrace the distillery and, and expand the distillery awareness through the snug so that's been very very successful john your biggest market is in the far east and yet you're investing locally why is that and how important is it for your brand and while we're talking about the pressures both globally and local climate change is rightly being given primary focus uh, just now there's a climate emergency and businesses are having to change and do things differently where does your business take action on this issue i think you know, thankfully, Scotch whisky is an international business, mm-hmm. um, but the core of the business is is uh, is important nowadays, especially with social media. So our biggest market is uh, Taiwan mm-hmm. and and parts of China, Greater China. But the Chinese uh, customers are very observant. They they want to know that Spears is a success in Scotland, in the Highlands of Scotland. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in social media now, there's, uh, there's easy access to get to, to those facts. So the snug has given us that success, uh, as well as the, the, the community and the charitable works that we're doing in and around the local area. But it's really been centered around the snug, and mm. it's been acknowledged uh, by consumers in uh, Shaman, in mm. uh, Shanghai. Uh, the, the future very much is uh, in, in that direction. With, with the snug, you, you mentioned the snug, uh, all of the... The stonework that was done in there was with uh, Ken Gorm, uh, pink uh, granite from Albi Quarry, um, mm. and it was all hand built by by a local craftsman. Uh, the same with the wood; uh, that's all been local. On a bigger scale, what we're looking to do is to uh, all of our uh, whiskey product is shipped down into the Glasgow area for for storage, for maturation, and we have a desire, we have a plan to 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 be able to do that, facilitate that mm-hmm. more local in, in the Cairngorm mm-hmm. National Park. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's uh, that's ongoing work, but that's definitely top of our agenda. Whiskey is sold in 180 countries around the world. 36 bottles of whiskey are shipped overseas every single second, with exports valued at between four and five billion pounds annually. It's an incredible export. Why do you think that Scotch whiskey has stood the test of time and continues to do so? I think it's the quality of the product. Mm-hmm. The quality of the product is exceptional. Uh, the environment is exceptional. Uh, the environment has been challenged uh, to be matched in, in other parts of the world, not mm-hmm. least in, in Japan and, uh, and other countries. But I think that 
the, the way that the industry is structured uh, mm -hmm. and the discipline that the Scotch Whiskey Association brings into the to the industry is, is critical. So when I was living in, in Taiwan, for example, the Scotch Whiskey Association had an office there to monitor the the success and the legality of uh, of whiskies of Scotch whisky, and where there was uh, improprieties, where there was uh, um, actions that shouldn't have been happened, then the Scotch Whisky Association was was very mm -hmm. uh, aggressive mm -hmm. to pursue those and and retain the the integrity and the trust of consumers towards uh, Scotch whisky. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's inbred within the the yeah. industry about quality and and the the special situation that we're in, in that uh, so many consumers around the world regard Scotch whisky as being the best whisky. Mm -hmm. John, what challenges do you think are ahead for the sector in the future? Uh, I think you know the amount of whiskies that's available around the world, which are which are high quality. Mm -hmm. um, the definition of, of Scotch as well, which is defined within EU law as being only for Scotland. That potentially could be challenged, uh, yeah. and that's very yeah. important. That uh, this is what they call the geographical indicator, isn't yes. it? Yeah. Yes, yes, that's important. Language is important. Mm -hmm. Words are important, and, and Scotch mm -hmm. is is held in high esteem mm -hmm. around the around the world, and that's important that, that those languages mm -hmm. and phrases are, are, are retained. Mm -hmm. What's so impressive is that your brand has had so many. Uh, accolades. Uh, some of the most recent include the, the, the world's best whiskey at the World Whiskey Awards. Uh, this year's Chairman's Choice Whiskey won double gold medals for the Space Single Malt Classics. Uh, what is next for Speyside Distillery? Is it to keep winning these awards? How on earth do you, do you top that? we delighted. we really delighted with the accolades that we mm -hmm. received uh, recently uh, on behalf of uh, my father, the chairman, uh, so especially with the chairman's choice, yes. goes <laughs> yeah. but it's very good for the for the family and, and all the, the extended uh, family members. Mm -hmm. um, we we've, we we're looking to extend or uh, continue the, the the quality product that we that we produce mm -hmm. and do a little bit more of more of the same. It, we've had a fantastic two or three years, uh, and it's all down to our people. Really, yeah. what we see mm -hmm. the the extended family members. Uh, long may it continue. John says this is very much a hands-on business. The distillery itself is a manual operation and he's at pains to point out that their success is absolutely down to the team. He refers to the skill and craftsmanship of Finlay and the boys, but also to his hard-working and dedicated staff throughout the operations of the company, describing them as the heart and soul of Speyside Distilleries. As finding out that very thing is what this podcast is all about, I asked them if that whole family approach the community investment, the focus on quality for the product, the people, the relationships, was the reason for their success. It is. It mm -hmm. is. I, I like to think that the, the people who work alongside us mm -hmm. uh, feel they're treated as, as family. Uh, we also work with, with other family businesses, whether mm -hmm. it's uh, Portuguese family suppliers mm -hmm. of, uh, of port casks or Spanish families that, uh, mm -hmm. that supply us with uh, the Spanish casks. We, we're at that level where um, we can operate very comfortably within a, within a family environment, and I think that the consumer understands and respects that independence and and family values, which distill, if you like, down into the to the finished product. Mm -hmm. It's important. John, thank you very much indeed for your time and for telling us what is at the heart and soul of your business. And thank you for your ongoing support. It's very important to us, and it. it 
radiate yeah. around around the world. And thanks to you for listening. Don't forget to check out our other good business podcasts at dbnn.news. <laughs>